dare they? How dare they have a good life? I guess welcome back to our very first episode that's actually an episode. What? Is it, well, okay, because our last episode was you and me. Yeah, that's still an episode. We're still people. We count. We're not fucking people. <laughs> so we started this podcast in 2020, immediately before the pandemic The cusp started. of COVID, yes. Yeah, so we had this great idea that we were going to find all of our guests on Tinder, um, and then with social distancing and yada, yada, yada in place, that obviously just didn't happen. So we had some distance guests, we had some just you and I podcasts, but interestingly, we had apparently matched with our guests today on Tinder. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys aren't on any of the other ones, are you? No, no we weren't, so it must not. have been Maybe. Tinder. Well, that's a lot, that's a you retro should, match, You should man. go try some of those other ones. Well, I... If you're having trouble with Tinder. <laughs> well, it's not that we're in trouble, we just don't check it, to be honest oh, okay. with you. And part of that was pandemic, but yeah. part, of, part that, of it is sheer laziness. Hey, don't say that. I do a lot for the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have a personal Hinge account. Um, so I think actually I have a bit of dating app fatigue, to be honest with you, because I do a lot of like personal swiping. I think we all do after the pandemic. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you were on dating apps in the pandemic. Oh, yeah. So before we get into that, though, let's, um, let's get a little bit of background info on you. Um, so we don't need your name unless you want to share it. Um, but demographics, like age, orientation, race, if you want to share it. What else is relevant? I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Zodiac sign? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I want that. Uh, uh, I'm Ian. I'm a 30-year-old male from Victoria. Um, Perfect. Cisgendered, mostly straight, but I would say hetero... F- or homoflexible heteroflexible whichever one it is like is I'm, that I'm, I'm open-minded okay. i have never heard that term before yeah like of, like of course i usually go for women but like if there's the right connection with the right person like i don't see why i should cut myself off from that so what is the difference between like hetero or homoflexible flexible and bisexual yeah that was my question too i think bisexual is more like I mean, I'm definitely not the right person to ask about this. Let's just no, be you, clear about that. You are. Um, bisexual would be like, I am equally turned on by both men and women. Where oh, I, cool. if I'm, we'll say heteroflexible, mm-hmm. say primarily I like women. But I'm not closed off to other experiences. Okay, because cool. I always thought bisexuality, I've always thought of it as a spectrum. Me too. But there's maybe I think, just different there's, terminology there's for... There's so many different words, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, a lot of people wonder what, what the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality is. Right. And I think there's a fair bit of controversy there that I'm woefully underqualified to comment on. Um, I but we all feel that Yeah, way. like... I think bi- bisexual is more binary yeah. than pansexual is. Yeah, pansexual okay. is, like, everybody under, under the LGBTQ plus umbrella you can be attracted to, whereas bisexual is more like, I'm attracted to more binary things. Yeah. I would guess. That, make, well, that's, that makes that's sense. That's a speculation. Interesting. Okay, I've never heard those terms. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I do not love to comment on things out of ignorance with any sort of confidence. Totally. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, we take everything with a grain of salt because cool. we're doing the same thing. Cool. Um, it's mostly about talking to people who are 
around in, in our dating pool and figuring out what their experiences have been. Right. Um, like when we started the podcast, like part of the whole point of it was like, what the hell is happening for other people? Because we weren't having a very good time. No, is it, is it just us? <laughs> yeah, it's like, is it this bad for everybody you're, out you're there? You're looking for a bit of a bird's eye view on this on the situation. Totally. So, yeah, some different perspectives. Um, okay, so so we matched with you on Tinder, I suppose. Um, allegedly. allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. We have maybe, no memory maybe, of this. Maybe not. Because this was but a long here, time ago. But here we are. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it must have happened. Um, and then you sent us a DM in 2020 and it said, Hey, and then I responded and I said, Hey, yeah. And then a whole year went by yep. <laughs> and then you said, hi. And I said, hi. And now here we are. It was and a busy pandemic. It was a busy pandemic. It's mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, so yeah, so great. So thank you for reaching out. It's really exciting for us to have an in flesh guest that we don't know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, or at I, all. Well, exactly. Yeah. So sorry. This is like the brand new experience for me too. This is really interesting. So thanks for having me along. Cool. Um, so we've chatted a little bit. We had one phone conversation before we met you to kind of suss out what you would want to talk about. Um, you had two really interesting, uh, I don't want to call them points. You had two interesting ideas. Appeals. Um, exactly. Appeals. That's a good word uh, that we kind of wanted to touch on. Um, but we'll just kind of take a wacky track as we get there. And um, yeah. So the first thing was that you had mentioned that you come from a really religious background. Yes. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for us? Uh, yeah. So kind of, well, we, as kids, kind of pre-adolescence, we always went to kind of your more classic classical old, old fogey type churches you know a lot of okay. hymns people falling asleep like not a lot of young people there's sunday school for the really young kids but nothing for like anybody in between okay what, um, what religion is it oh sorry uh christianity yeah okay. so we were going to i think in large part an anglican church church, okay. church of england older demographic typically um at least at that at that time uh, and then, as my si- long story short, my sister and I were getting older, and we realized this sucks. We don't like <laughs> doing this. Um, and then my parents forced us to go to this Bible camp, um, which actually ended up being a whole lot of fun. We 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 just were dragged kick- kicking and screaming because we wanted to do other things with our summer, like sit inside and not do anything. Right. Um, <laughs> Classic teenager. Um, so we ended up loving it, um, and it was like, oh, Jesus is cool now. Um, and we ended up as a family finding a church that was appealing to young people, which okay. which ended up being um, a Pentecostal church, which is kind of one of these churches that has lots of you know live band. Young people singing, dancing, hip, hip, hip very hip. Jesus, That's a cool Jesus, pastor. Yep, yeah, very cool pastor. Yeah, because the the day that we went, it actually so happened that the youth pastor of that church was guesting as 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 the speaker that day, as opposed to like the head pastor of the church. Um, and so it was hilarious. Like to us, it was like stand up comedy. It was so we were like, oh, let's let's keep going here. This church seems cool and. You know, we got involved in the youth group. Um, How old were you at this point? Like 13 or 14. Oh, so quite young. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, we thought this was really cool. That's that's where I started playing music. Um, I, I got my start playing drums there because, you awesome. know, there were lots of musicians and uh, easy, like low barrier of entry. What was your band name? Oh, it was just the, it was just like the, the rotating roster of, of, um, 
of musicians that, that okay. would play okay. at the serve at the like either the youth group nights. There they had a band there as well. It was a little bit more lively, um, and then the Sunday morning bands too. And as the as the youth players get a little bit older, they get to switch out with like the Sunday morning players a little bit okay. too. So there's lots of lots of musicians in that community. There wasn't never really any like band like main band. It was just like oh who's up to play this Sunday? Who's up to play this Wednesday? Kind of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you went to church, you were 13, you were loving it. Then what happened? Um, well, got older, got older. I really, we, there was a point where I got really deeply into uh, what we will call creation science. Okay. Which is basically a form of science denial. Now, this wasn't a view that was espoused by that whole church. This was a small group. Like, we actually had, like, breakout groups, like, small groups that for, like, focused on young men. Um, and the guy who led the young men's group was a, a proponent of this ideology. And he showed us these, these DVDs um, where there was this speaker who claimed to be a former science teacher talking about Ooh. how evolution is a lie um how like but but in a very clever way uh that that like ease like with someone as green as me like someone like 13 year old 14 year old don't have critical thinking skills yet really not in any natural sense anyway um oh like wow this is brilliant like this guy this guy's charismatic and he's funny and he's he's taking these shots this low-hanging fruit at at at, 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 you know, evolution. And it's like, oh no, the, the earth can't be, you know, millions of years old. And, you know, there was, there was Noah's Ark and, and the flood. And, and that's why we have layers like in the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. And, and there's a lot of this kind of cherry picked evidence to kind of round. Sure. He claimed there were like human footprints in the same layers as dinosaur fossils, which was obviously totally bunk, but at the time didn't realize. It makes sense when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. And it makes you feel smarter than everyone else when you are taught something that is against the norm. You feel like you know something that everyone else is ignorant of. Right. Yeah, the man is keeping all this down. Exactly. It was very, <laughs> it was very conspiratorial. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a large part of my personal brand of Christianity. Okay. Um, and as I got older, I got, um, I did go to Bible college in, in Abbotsford. There's a Bible college? There are. Have you ever heard of Trinity Western? Yeah. I didn't know that that was in. That is a Christian college. I had no idea. Yeah. Trinity Western. Well, there's like, I think there's like a Trinity college or whatever in the States and that's like a really highfalutin university or whatever. Although it's not like you only do religious studies there. Like but, you could but to- yeah, but it is a, it is a, like Trinity Western University is a university that is affiliated with the church sure. and affiliated with smaller Bible schools around. Cause it's kind of joked that the lower mainland is the Bible belt of, of BC. Okay. You got you know, like Abbotsford, Chilliwack, like all those communities. They're very churchy. Um, and Abbotsford has Columbia Bible College and Summit Pacific Bible College, formerly known as Western Pentecostal Bible College. And Summit was Fuck. was the one that I went to. I had no idea. Yeah, these these church are church college. Yeah, that's where where do you the think pastors there. where do you think pastors go to become pastors? I thought they were born that way. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, um, and, and uh, you know, my sister did too, and she's a pastor now, and, and her husband is also a pastor. They met at Bible college. There's like, oh, there's all these great, and you'll love this, there's these great inside jokes in, in that community where um, women go to Bible college, Christian women go to Bible college to meet their husbands. Uh, this, the, it's the joke that you go there to get your MRS degree. Or, um, or they call it bridal college. I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, there's some fun. There's some, there's some funny stuff about meeting it, a husband is the only reason for any woman to go to college. Obvi- obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> okay, so you bridal went college. to. I process that. You went to Bible college. I did. But then, what was your major in Bible college? Yeah, good question. Oh, that is a great question. I didn't have one. Um, I, 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 do, I took this one year program called Omega, which was an acronym, something, so, I can't remember what the acronym is now, but it was, uh, it was a, a program that was designed to teach you how to be a missionary. And oh, then at the, shit. and then at the end of the, the school year, you would go on a mission trip to a country overseas. Um, I got six months into that program and I just could not handle it. I, I got out of there. I was still a Christian. Even when I left, I was still a Christian. I just hated the Bible college. I hated the school. I, I didn't really like it over there. My sister, obviously my sister stayed. Um, I kind of went, I kind of went over there, like following big sister's lead. Like, oh, okay. I guess this is where I'm supposed to go. Um, and then, yeah, I like came home, you know, lived with my parents for a bit, worked a few, you know, crappy retail jobs. Um, did eventually get out on my own after I started like working in kitchens a little bit. Um, so I think I mentioned this when we, am I allowed to talk about pastimes? Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so when we, when we, when we spoke on the phone, I might've mentioned I, I had this roommate who was yes, okay, kind let's of, talk about that. so he and I were raised in that same church. Oh, I didn't his realize fa- he his, was also really. His family also went to that church. He just walked away from it sooner than I did. He walked away from it when he was still in high school. Okay. Um, and so at this point he's, he's kind of a born again atheist and he's very, and he's very, um, uh, yeah, there's, oh, there's these great, there's so many great terminologies. <laughs> I really like that. Um, and, and, you know, he's really into guy. he's really into guys like Richard Dawkins and, and Sam Harris. I don't know Richard Dawkins. Oh, he's just a, he's just a, you know, a very famous atheist who looks surprisingly like Emma Watson. Oh, there's a. I saw a photo online of like uh, Richard Dawkins and Emma Watson. They're like in the same. In the face is it like? Same. A, is it like young Richard Dawkins? <laughs> no, it's like Richard Dawkins he's, he's, now. He's like pretty old. Oh no, there's. Uh, are there's you gonna, are you gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna this. If this was the Joe Rogan podcast, you'd be like, Jamie, pull that up, pull it yeah. up. Are you doing DMT? <laughs> that's Denise's. That's her whole job. <laughs> are you Jamie? Are you the Jamie in this situation? <laughs> so. Oh damn. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's, that's very that's, similar. That's pretty striking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dawkins is like this. He was kind of like the OG. I'm going to go out and debate the crap out of evangelical Christians. He's okay. an evolutionary biologist. Um, he like knows all the science behind <laughs> all that. So he can like debate people who, you know, don't agree with evolution or whatever. So. Sure. Um, so and, but he's got like this wit about him and he can be very snarky. And okay. this guy had an influence on my friend I was living with. Uh, we'll call him James. Okay. Um, and and so James loved to take like Richard Dawkins style pot shots at the things that I believed. 
Sure. Uh, and, you know, he would always point out all these problems, be like, oh, like, look, look at all these monstrous things that your God did over the course of the writing in the Bible. All, you know, the millions of you know, people that he either killed directly or ordered his people to kill, like during the like, Old Testament stuff. Um, and so, like, it just became more and more difficult to honestly say that I believed and agreed with these things because, you know, deep down they didn't really line up with the values that I, you know, claimed to espouse. Right. Um, and there were, like, there were other factors beyond James, was it? <laughs> um, around 2012, uh, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, right. I yeah. remember. Right. Okay. Uh, um, so, sorry, 2012, so you would have been... That was how many years ago? I would have ago? been 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. Wow, 21. So you were living with James when I you was. were diagnosed. Yep. And then that's okay. um, the second time I moved back in with my parents. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, were you dating at this time? I guess that's something I was going to say, ask. we're getting away from the no, subject no, no. matter of this, this whole This really podcast. is relevant to your dating future. We'll, we'll bring, right? it, we'll bring let's, it back to dating. Okay, let's, yeah. let's talk about that, actually. So, yeah, that was always that was something that was always present with me always dating yeah um what was the expectation of like like, yeah when you were christian what was the expectation that dating should look like for you um you know kind of what you would think uh wife kids okay but like starting a family but is it like we need to do a traditional courting process and you shouldn't spend time alone together until whatever, yeah oh yeah Le- leave room for jesus yeah. you know save, save your virginity oh, for I'm marriage sorry. what leave room for jesus what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> like don't dance too close leave room, leave room for yeah, jesus yeah exactly uh exactly what? <laughs> We're blowing your mind right now. Leave room oh, for Jesus? That's hilarious. Oh my yeah. god. If you're, or if, if, you know, we're at Bible camp and it's movie night and, you know, there's a little snuggling going on. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes the camp counselors would walk around, hand check. <laughs> okay, no, this is the exact opposite of how I grew up, so I don't understand how to Oh, I'm so this. envious. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think either of us nailed it. Okay, fair Sounds enough. Sounds like you already did. Because I, I think, okay. You got like, a middle ground? <laughs> <laughs> I just think of like the Duggars and what I've seen in that family and what was... The Duggars? The, the, 19, the 19 kids and counting, the clown car vagina lady. Oh my gosh. Were they Christian? Oh, oh yeah. that's that's like a reality TV show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Every, every sperm is sacred. Yeah. <laughs> and all the kids' names starts with a J. Leave room for Jesus. Oh, and their oldest son is like a fucking pedophile or something. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, okay, so you were courting somebody... And you had to leave room for Jesus. So yeah, if at any time I was I was hypothetically courting somebody, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't mean? tell you about purpling though. I'm sorry. I was oh. gonna say <laughs> what? I'm just I'm just loving like what this is doing to you. It's hilarious. It's hurting me. <laughs> Just a little sadistic. It's just really interested. Um, purpling. Does it, this it, was this was a thing that was kind of exclusive to it's like blue balls. That's it. No, so dirty. no, no, no. That's, okay. Okay, sorry. No, but the the thing that blue balls does have in common with purpling is that the color blue is assigned to men. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if this was exclusive to the Bible camp I went to, or was just a general, uh, like PDA thing, public displays of effect. No purpling. Women are women are women are red or pink, and boys are blue, and we're not supposed to be mixing them up. It's like the color wheel. 
Oh my god! Yeah. So if you were like no. those secondary colors, Pur- purpling was just another word for public displays of affection. So if you're purpling, that means like I'm holding hands with someone walking on the street. I'm purpling. I'm gonna, I, I, I guess, but well. like I love that. Look at those purple bastards! Yeah, yeah, those bastards. Um, yeah, at Bible college or at at, uh, at summer camp. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe don't don't be spending too much cuddling or kissing or anything. I think I think purpling was more geared towards kissing rather than casual touching. But nothing would make me want to purple more than hearing that I could not purple. Oh, I think there nice. were, I think there were a few children conceived at that summer camp. I, I want to purple right now. I want to go downtown and purple my brains out. <laughs> it's just like it's, that's making something so sexy. Yeah, like you purpling. <laughs> oh my god! So you had okay. So you were dating people hypothetically, but <laughs> very wholesomely. wholesomely, very wholesomely. Yes. Did you ever purple? Oh yeah. Did you feel so bad about yes. it? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it was it was like an attack on my amygdala. Right, the the part of your brain that's governing, uh, your your like emotions and your values and things. It's it's a contra- It's like a, a contradiction within yourself. So you do it, and you know there's that that classic thing where oh, it's always followed by shame. Was your partner also religious? Uh, sometimes, sometimes not. I mean, my my first. I mean, if I wasn't, I'd be like. My first time getting head was I think I was fifteen, and it was in a schoolyard. That's so- yeah, for but, a real, like, but I didn't have like penetrative vaginal sex. Still counts. Yeah, that's kind of a sexier way of saying that. <laughs> um, until I was twenty. Jesus, yeah, but when you Jesus was yeah, still there. Yeah, he he certainly was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when when you, there is this kind of cognitive dissonance where it's like, oh, oh, if it's not that, then it doesn't count or whatever. Was it the best head ever? Because you're like not supposed to do it oh, at all. Okay, okay. It was cold as fuck. Oh no. Wait, are we allowed to swear? Of course. Yeah, okay. You mean like that day outside or like her mouth like she just had like an ice cream and like oh she wasn't exactly um a alive yeah. oh yeah <laughs> okay no, it, was, it was it was night it was nighttime oh, okay. I, I was like very sneaky and i snuck out of the house and we met up at the schoolyard and like did our thing and did you meet there with the intent to do that yes we, well, on the way it there was, was MSN she, like, messenger yo like oh my god i did the same thing but not really. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't blow anybody but i did on actually okay fuck it he doesn't listen to this podcast when i was 13 i was um t- like talking to someone on msn and then we agreed to like go out and we met and we went and made out you purple stuff we purpled <laughs> we full purple how it. purple was it it wasn't that purple but then he's like can i see your bra and i was like no can i see your bra <laughs> it was like magenta like <laughs> okay so in the christian community you were a teenager in how often do people use the poop hole loophole? I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> well, I that was, was that a thing that like because you said that as I long was, as it I wasn't it, like P and V, it was okay because God can't see anything else. Yeah, I, apparently God is blind. <laughs> but are people honest even? Um, no I can't. Honest. I can't speak for them. But, but that's what I mean. Like because. If you were purpled and you were like, I should not have purpled, are you going to go tell your friends, like, hey, I... Stuff gets around. It, it does, but yeah. it might oh, be different. Oh, that bitch, Emma. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, okay, so as far as you know, it wasn't like a... Because I've heard... Stuff did get around, and it wasn't from me. <laughs> tell me, tell me. <laughs> um, I got some head at camp. <gasps> okay, so in my a later, separate time? In my later years, when I was actually working there with, a, with, a, with another staff member. So you, haven't, you hadn't had sex yet? No. Oh my god, you you it must have been a short duration 
a pet. No? It wasn't, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's like normal length. I, that blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you purpled with Emma. And she, I think she told everybody, because I, I know that I didn't tell anybody, and then she's like, shit's hitting the fan, like, what's going on? Did you tell people? <laughs> no, it's because you're bragging about yeah, sucking dick! Yeah, she certainly did. <laughs> and, then, really and then the girl who would, like, later become my girlfriend did, like, she didn't find out about that specifically, but she found out that, like, something went on. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think people knew about the head specifically, but they knew some shit went on between Ian and Emma in the bushes I at some point. Big mouth in the bushes. <laughs> it was in the bushes. It was absolutely in the bushes. George Michael? Yes. I love that so much. So, okay, if something like that happened and then Steph got out and around, is there pressure on you then to date that person and be like, oh, no, it's legitimate because... Make, make an honest woman of her or whatever? Oh, uh, not in my situation, no. Was the plan then, because you had mentioned earlier, to it get was, married? It, yeah. To, to Emma? No, no, no. Oh. No, that was just pure it's a lust. dirty Emma. That was lust. Okay. But, like, in general? Yeah, yeah. In, in, in general, uh, the goal of the young Christian man is to get married and start a family and make lots of God-loving children. And that's the, the highest achievement you can obtain. Or is it? Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think that's straw manning it a little okay. bit. Um, like sh- surely Christian men, just like any other type of men or women have other goals beyond sure. ma- marriage and family. I mean, right. uh, but, yeah, but for me, yeah, I, I just didn't realize there was any other options before I abandoned faith. Shit. So you felt, so it wasn't that you would like ask yourself the question, do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids? You were just, I'm going to do I'm, this. I'm like, I'm going to be an awesome dad. Obviously it's a presumption. It's a presumption. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't re- like, like I said, I wasn't the best at critical thinking. Um, <laughs> like I was like, Oh, that's just, that's just assumed. That's just what you do. Did you have FOMO for people who weren't religious? Uh, yeah, there were, there were certainly like, there were lots of different feelings, you know, there were, there were feelings, you know, of, of envy, of, of bitterness, of judgment, of things. Mm. It's like, oh, you know, they're, they don't have the same beliefs as me. Life's probably not going to work out for them. Wow. And then continually life did work out for them <laughs> in great ways. And I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Yeah, how dare they? How dare they have a good life? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I'm just pompously being like, huh, they don't believe in Jesus, but they seem to be doing pretty well, and I'm not doing pretty well. You'll get yours eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's all going to come around, you're going to lose everything, and I'm going to feel great. I hope you said that on the street to people who are purpling. <laughs> and I'm going to feel great. <laughs> Turn around. I'm going to get the last laugh. <laughs> wow, but you know what? Like, you're saying that you're not good at critical thinking, but it sounds like you actually are good at critical thinking. Now I am. <laughs> it's a, it's a skill that I've had to like cultivate, I would say. So James got in your ear and he started to kind of break down your beliefs. God's an asshole. God maybe isn't the right choice. Yeah. This and, go, this god anyway. Okay. I, th- I think there's other like gods in other religions who are kind of cool. So I mean Odin was kind of a boss. All right. like, yeah, that, <laughs> that one with all the hands. She's all right. You know Loki, mm-hmm. like you know from the Marvel like superhero movies. Like, do you know much about the actual like Norse god Loki? He like fucked a horse. He, <laughs> yes and no. Um, so it was the, the god the gods had a bet with this giant, 
who was who who was trying to build a wall for 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 Asgard, mm-hmm. um, and the the gods basically bet this giant that he couldn't build the wall in time, and then if he couldn't, that he would have to do it for free. Okay. Um, and the the giant had a horse that was helping him, and and the giant was making really good time on his work, and the gods were getting kind of nervous, and they 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 didn't want to come through on their end of the bargain, and so they said Loki, go do your thing. And so Loki transformed himself into a mare and was impregnated by the giant's horse and stayed a horse, carried the baby to term and gave birth to an eight legged horse. That's a, why eight legs? I don't know. Don't it's (laughs) Norse mythology, man. They, they were just playing real fast and loose. I can get behind the shape-shifting, but eight legs. That's where you cut And com- committing to staying transformed into yeah. a horse for however long a horse gestational periods are. I think they're quite long. Yeah. They're, they're a large mammal. Yeah, gotta be. Yeah, at That's least nine months. Like, yeah. elephants carry for almost two years or yeah, something. Yeah, I just like, learned that recently. Crazy. yeah. Okay, so James breaks you down. Yeah. So what is the moment, or is there a moment, when you're like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, there was a moment. It wasn't the fuck it, I'm out moment, but it was a moment that really kind of cemented the path I was on um, where I was, you know, really dealing with my mental health in a big way. I was in a bit of an argument uh, with my parents. They made some comment about God and I said, I don't believe in God anymore or something like that. That's a moment. And then uh, my my poor mother, I love her so much. Um, She went into the bedroom and, and cried. And I, could, and I could hear I could hear her sobbing from the kitchen. That's and most, felt, that's a lot. Certainly, a line in the sand. So yeah. bad. Oh my gosh. Um, but that's part of it, right? The feeling yeah. bad is part of what keeps people in religions, yeah. right? Like and maybe kept our family together too. Do, like, I'm not saying it's all bad. But no, if, I know, I know. Sorry, no, if, not at no, all. no. It's okay. But if you're if you're on the fence, then I'm sure there's a lot of people who are on the fence who are like, I can't do that to my family. Yeah. Right. Like is. Is that a fair... Sorry, people who would have been in my situation who who were, are you saying, in the closet, basically, about being on the fence? I guess so. Is that the right terminology? It it works. It's it's an appropriate... I'm sure there's lots of people who just go through the motions when they go to the family. Yeah, no, you can... That's a thing. Like, you can be a closeted atheist. Okay. And there's, there's like, there are, like, outreach organizations that are discreet and anonymous that people who are in difficult positions who have questioned their faith can mm. turn to. That's really I can't remember the names of any. There's like Freedom From Religion Foundation and, and some other ones. Wow. Because um, it is in a way like kind of brainwashing, especially what you're saying about the science and like... Well, and there, yeah. And, and I want to stress that like that isn't a view that's held by any means a majority of Christians. Okay. Like most of them are just... Sure, let let the scientists sure. do their thing, and they don't really care that much. They're like, this is this is my faith, and until you ask me to wear a this, mask, this is what makes me happy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, do not get me started. Yeah, let's oh, not man. Um, no pandemic talk. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's definitely there's been cases of of closeted um, even preachers, like people in positions Whoa. of responsibility and power within within churches. Um, who, you know, they're in this tough spot where they have a, a, this found, this rock solid community and foundation, uh, like 
this their whole family, their whole sense of identity is all built around this community and this ideology, and they realize they don't believe it anymore. Yet they're either, you know, they're a pastor or they work for the church in some capacity, and they don't have anybody to turn to. This is their whole world. Right. That's uh, really interesting. Yeah. I never ever knew about that. Um, there's a there's a YouTuber I really like. Um, he's called um, Genetically Modified Skeptic. And he, he comes from that background. He like totally worked in, in one of these churches that believed these things that I'm t- talking about. And like, he, and he, he even like had a wife at the time too. And, wow. and like, they turned away almost like at the same time. And they were both, they both had nobody to turn to. What they turned to was the online, like atheist community. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So you had your, your moment of you've come out to your parents that you no longer believe in God or yep. the Christian God or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but then you mentioned something else when we talked on the phone too, is that your dating beliefs now are pretty anti-Christian or not anti-Christian. They're, they're pretty... the other end of the spectrum. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like to say that, that I, I over course corrected. I wondered about that actually yeah. a little bit. Did I say that over the phone? You I did. Have, but we, that's something we had yeah. kind of wondered about is that, so. Uh, is okay. the, yeah. How far does the pendulum swing the other way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The pendulum swung a bit too far to the other end, I would say. Okay. Um, not, not, not just in dating, but in, in kind of like all, all aspects of my value life where it's like, if, it was almost, it was very black and white, like, where it's like, oh, if it's Christian, then it's wrong kind of deal. Oh. When we had um, spoken like, before, you used a term that I really liked. You said it was a swift descent into hedonism. No, you said Some, head first into oh, yeah. hedonism. Something like that. Which, which, <laughs> wasn't, which wasn't as glorious as I made it sound. I'm going to backpedal a little bit. It sounds fun. Uh, if I had, like, if I was more outgoing and more charismatic, I think it would have been a lot more fun. But I was always... <laughs> Um, I was always like a little bit spectrumy, a little bit shy, a little bit, you know, socially awkward. In in this kind of environment, we're we're just having a conversation and doing a podcast, so it's like it's it's fine. It's pretty easy to talk. We're talking. We're talk. Yeah. Well, we're talking about stuff that I'm comfortable talking about, and and stuff that I'm fairly, in my opinion, knowledgeable about. Right. Um. So it's it's very comfortable for me. But you know, put me in you know, a party environment or like a nightclub environment. And I'm like in the corner with my hands in my pockets, not knowing what to like, do. I don't know. I was at a a wedding last night and there were so many, just such hot women there. And, and you know, they like, it was easy to tell who was single because they did like the bouquet toss and, you know, as like the ceremony, as like the ceremony was proceeding in with dinner, they're introducing all the, the wedding party and they're like, Oh, and that's so-and-so. And, Hey guys, she's single, blah, 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 blah. And they're all just crying. Yeah, they absolutely, oh my God. And then, oh my God, the bride's dad gave a speech that was A, way too long. As I mean, that's probably normal, part of the course. But then he started talking about how his wife had her tubes tied and then had to get them untied and how they had to like go through this trial and deliberation of whether or not they wanted to have the baby that would eventually become the bride in this wedding. And I was like, like, man, we don't need Awkward. to know about this. Like, like, you know, when your mom got pregnant, she really, really was considering an abortion. And she she was up there at the podium with him as he's talking he he's talking about he's talking about the woman standing next to him and we're all looking at her. He goes, Yeah, she had her tubes tied. And then we 
wanted to, she decided that she really wanted to have another baby, so we we she had the procedure to get them untied. Think about her uterus. Yes, let's let's all think about this old lady's uterus. All you could do is like lean into that and just be like, Wee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only move. Wedding speeches are so Cri- so awkward. So cringe. So cringe. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. I dated someone once, and when his parents got married, apparently the father was like giving his speech, and because he's an idiot, he said, "I want to thank." He's thanking people, and I want to thank the bridesmaids for their cleanliness. <laughs> So you swung the pendulum the other way, and that led you to something that we wanted to talk about, which was ethical non-monogamy. Nice segue. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I read it out. Um, Yeah. uh, So, I mean, that, I wasn't exposed to that idea right away. Um, that, that, That was something that came years later, like even just within the last four years or or so. That's so Something that actually, um, like... As, as something that actually ap- appealed to me as something that I might be interested in doing. So what does the term actually mean? Okay. Um, or does it mean different things to different people? Well, the, the main thing with ethical non-monogamy is, you know, transparency and consent and honesty. You know, otherwise it doesn't work. Mm. Like, otherwise it's just cheating. Cheating, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's like... You, you, you with, you're with somebody um, and you want to, you know, obviously not be exclusive with that person for the rest of your life. You're like, hey, I, just, I object to the idea of being sexual with only one person for the rest of my entire life. But I still want to have committed, you know, loving relationships. So I say, like, as a loose definition, it's something along those lines. But in, practic- in practice... It yeah, it looks different for everybody. Yeah, because Some, like, do you always have a primary? Yeah, we were con- wondering if it's just I'm going to casually date multiple people, yeah. or if I'm going to have yeah this primary relationship and just supplement with other sexual relationships. Okay, yeah, so yeah, a lot to unpack there. Um, so it, it looks different for everybody. First of all, um, in my particular case, my ideal relationship. Uh, and this is what kind of what we were doing over the, over the past year and a half before we decided to end things, um, was we, we were with each other, you know, having this like life together, but also still, you know, dating and kind of seeing other people on the side and there's, there's consent, there's communication. It's like, Oh, I'm going to go on this date tonight. And I go, okay, like have fun, like be safe and all that. And we like trust each other. Cause like I trust her to make safe choices mm-hmm. And she trusts me to make safe choices. Um, but with other people, it's not always like that. So you, you brought in the word primary, and that's great. Not everybody who is in a non-monogamous or polyamorous relationship has a primary. They'll have, like, several primaries, which, of course, removes the need for the word primary. So in, this, in those kinds of cases, it's more accurate, I would say, to say polyamory, which, okay. Okay. which means multiple loves, which means you're in multiple full-on relationships with several people 
and there's no hierarchy. Oh you God. value the relationships relatively equally. Yeah. That yeah. sounds exhausting to me. Yeah. yeah, some people some people make it work. I don't think I could make a situation like that work, although like I I love the idea of it. Like I'm a very, you know, loving person, but you know, also you have also feelings like <laughs> people and four sets of needs and sometimes they'll yeah. live together and stuff yeah. like that yeah uh, some, sometimes they'll all raise children together collectively like right. they have this like some season of cases where they just have this wild but very wholesome family dynamic where they're almost like a little community living in a house um here's an, another word you'll like um a polycule what's that so if you draw it out on paper, say, you know, like, so-and-so is dating so-and-so, but, like, they're also dating so-and-so. So it's like a family and tree. so-and-so for... is dating so-and-so, and, and they're dating so-and-so. Oh. And then, you know, it's, it right. so like you, it starts to look like a molecule. Right. So when you when there's when there's a little like kind of poly community going on with, uh, between a few different people who all kind of know each other, um, they call it a polycule. So what if this person on the side of the polycule doesn't like that person on the side of the polycule, and they all live in a house together, but they're not dating or anything, but they just fucking hate each other, like. Like that stuff must happen, right? Like, well, sure. the more people you bring into the mix, yeah, the, the more... more complicated, yeah. lots, lots of feelings, and and like that really emphasizes the need for people to be honest with each other. Otherwise, it just breaks down. And these people are not necessarily all living together, right? Right. Like this person could just be dating this person who's dating all these other people, and this person could be fine with it as long as they know about it and trust that their partner and all of these people are getting tested on the regular. And so like many testing is very routine, right? Like, like, some there are some there are some people who won't get sexual with new partners until that partner can provide paperwork. Which is same with monogamous dating too. Yeah. That being said, though, like I I've asked people like so it's not even tested, and then whatever they say, I'm like okay, like I'm not like show me the document. <laughs> show no yeah, guys copy. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I probably should be given. Like yeah, choices. this this situation is where the the communication and honesty rubber really hits the road. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you can get away with that if you're just dating, you know, people and maybe never seeing them again. Right. But in this communication, in this situation, there are consequences that will come back to you. You know, somebody gets chlamydia. Everybody gets chlamydia. Okay, who was it? <laughs> who's patient zero? Yeah, yeah, who is patient zero? Exactly. Like, who, <laughs> like, we, like we've all agreed as a, as, a, as a group of people to you know and that group of people might even all be exclusive to each other and not sure. sleep with any outsiders oh, so, it's so, extra it's like, shitty. so it's like who went outside of the polycule and and you know was dishonest oh, with everybody it's, for that so complicated. it's so complicated because you can have like okay well, we're in this polycule and one person's like oh, i'm sick of you guys i want somebody else and everyone's like well no we don't want you to have somebody else. Yeah. So then you leave, then you leave well, the poly community. Yeah, the you're poly community. ousted. Yeah. Like I ideally <laughs> that conversation would be a lot more diplomatic. Yeah. It'd be like, "Hey, like here's how I feel." This isn't meeting my needs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, "Here's how I feel. I don't feel like like this this is vibing with me anymore. I would like to go my own way." Sure. And okay. ideally these people, although some feelings might be hurt, would go okay, we're happy for you, but we want that journey for you and you should live your life by your own. Right. Like, that's how those kinds of conversations should be going down. Like, fuck you, Dennis, I'm out. No. (laughs) So in your, like, recent relationship, what were your rules with regards to the other people you saw? Were there limits on how often you could see someone, how serious you could get? Uh, Well, we had a fairly unique 
arrangement because we both knew that this thing was temporary. Okay. We both Okay. We she's she's a little bit older, has more of a a career going on, a bit bit more independent. I'm a late bloomer, we shall say. Um I've just gone back to school. Um I'm I'm fairly financially independent on like the system or financially dependent on the system and family and stuff. Um and I also do not want babies. Very very stringently cool. not wanting children. Okay. Oh yeah, that that was another turnaround from my previous life. My previous wow. life. Yeah. So that's huge. Not not really caring about marriage so much anymore. Although I'm not closed off to the idea, it just is less important. As long what what matters to me is finding like a connection with somebody. Wow. Um, Good answer. And could have you know let's throw let's throw a rager to celebrate our love if we stay together for maybe a certain amount of time or whatever. But we don't need to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a crappy wedding. Agreed. Agreed. Um, a crappy wedding. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No. Where you're just going to talk about your uterus. <laughs> yeah. When my dad gets up there, I was just talking about, oh man. Um, and so, yeah, and she wants, she, she's funny enough, she was the one who was, she, she actually had a lot more experience in non-monogamy and, and, and all of this stuff and the ideology behind it than I ever did. Like she used okay. to live in Australia and she worked for some organization and she would actually routinely uh, be interviewed and give talks okay. on the subject matter. Like, there's videos out there on the internet of her talking about this stuff. Hmm. I wonder if I saw one. Maybe, maybe you did. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. So she got you, or she didn't introduce it to you, though. No, no, but um, she was, she was very helpful in kind of holding my hand along the way a little bit. Because okay. when we first started seeing each other, there were still like some things that that I was ignorant of. Right. I knew what this was like in principle, but you know, I didn't, you know, no words like polycule, uh, right. <laughs> stuff like that. So we were, um, we were like exclusive for a bit just because everything was in lockdown. But you knew that that was the lifestyle that she wanted yeah. to live. Yeah. She, okay. she's a person like she never had the Christian upbringing. She was always non-monogamous. That was always the lifestyle she chose for herself. Okay. Um, so did she have boundaries? Like getting back to your Yes, of course, so, boundaries. Yeah. Is so, that that's what you're asking? So you guys were able to sleep with other people or date other people? Like, is there boundaries yeah. for that? Uh, yeah, like, it's it's tough to say because, like, there's that whole idea of, of trusting each other. Like, we know what we know. We know, we know, you know, about, you know, always using protection and all of that. I, she's not, neither of us were, you know, going out. I think, I think there's this misconception about it where people think, oh, we're in an open relationship. So we're just out banging whoever sure. we want every weekend. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. It was more like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go on a few dates with a person and then maybe decide if I want to sleep with them and I'll let you know. Right. So like any other kind of date. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, and, but you know, we stay together. There wasn't really like flippant sex going on. It but was it, usually premeditated. It would be acceptable. Yeah. It would be, it would be acceptable if it's communicated. And it's not it, like she's going to go sleep with Kyle and be like, tell me after the fact. It's like, well, no, that's a violation of my, oh. of my trust. You have to tell me first. Or at least I have to be aware that you're planning on doing this at some point. With the, I have to be aware of this person. Okay. You're, you're dating. You're like, you're going on a date with so-and-so. Like, the expectation is that they're probably not going to bone on the first date. Maybe not even the second, but the expectation is that I'm aware of this person. They 
probably have sex eventually and she'll tell me when they do. And are you ever worried that she's going to bone Kyle and then want to date Kyle? No, because bringing it back to the situation that we're in, um, I want her to find her forever person. Okay. I want that for her. Um, if, if, if so-and-so prevents there, if so-and-so presents an opportunity for her to achieve, you know, it's kind of funny and ironic because she does more or less want a traditional marriage children kind of deal, but with the caveat of non-monogamy, but she wants the prime, I mean, with the primary, the, the household and all that stuff. Yeah. She, she's, she's very much a homesteader. She you know loves to cook and, and loves, that's why I mean, that's having your cake and eating it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that, that's, that's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. In agree an agreement with her about this too. I'm like, look, like you have these two things. It's going to be really challenging to make them work. Maybe mm. you can, maybe you can't. Um, and that was kind of where we differed. You know, people who like non-monogamy don't always agree on how non-monogamy should look. Right. But, uh, but bringing it back to you know, she finds someone who could potentially be her forever person. I've done the emotional work that like I'm ready to say goodbye when the time comes. Okay. Okay. As much as I can be anyway. Like, you never right. really know until the rubber hits the road. And again, so. that was specific for you guys because you knew going into it that we, this we, knew, we, knew, we knew that thing. we were for each other right now and yeah. we were really in the moment with each other and we're grateful for the time that we had together, but knew that it wasn't permanent. So for her going on her Kyle dates and you going on your Stacy dates, like, is it imperative that Kyle and Stacy are also ethical non-monogamous or would you date anybody because obviously that person has yeah to be okay. that's that's a good question um i don't i don't think there's a uniform answer for it if if i'm a non-monogamous person and you know dating's messy i'm on it's t- so messy i'm on tinder um you know and i go on a few dates with so and so um you know as far as i know they're probably dating maybe a couple other people at this time as far as they know I, as I'm probably am too. And what's the point in telling them I'm non-monogamous before we have any sort of relationship defining conversation? Right. Uh, yeah, okay, and that's, yeah, that's right. tough. There, it is there, tough. There's right and wrong answers. I want to uh, know or, up front. Yeah. And like we, her and I would talk about this a lot. We'd be like, do we put it on our profile or do we not? Some people, you may notice this. Some people will have ENM yeah. on their profile and that's what that means. Yep, right. Um, and I, think I see it on profiles more often than I would yeah. expect to. Yeah. And I think some people like ENM, but are open to going either way. Like I was like that for a while. Like that's why I didn't put it on my profile because like I would think to myself, well, if I find the right person who I like really, really like, but they're, they're, they happen to be not monogamous, like oh, maybe that would be okay. But what about for them? So if you meet someone and monogamy is important to them, you would be... Open to being monogamous? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I thought you were like, I'm this way, but if they're that way, I'm No, there. like... I see. But, um, did we come up with a fake name for my partner we've been talking about yet? No. no that's up to you. You can call uh, her Let's you call her Stacy. Okay. Because okay. you said yeah. Stacey. Okay. You weren't talking about her at that time, <laughs> no, but I no. like Stacy. Okay, let's stick with um, Stacy. Uh, right, so, yeah. Stacy is more hardline non-monogamous. Okay. She doesn't think she can ever be monogamous. She had the opportunity to be monogamous. Um, and she almost took it. And then she kind of talked herself out of it. She's, she's like, this guy has, this guy can offer what I want, but he's not open to non-monogamy. And I don't think I can do that. Right. And, and that was really hard for her. Yeah. She, she really liked him. 
But that's that's good that she's self-aware enough that yeah. she's not going to say, no, I really like him, I can do this, and then you commit, and, and then, then you're then like, oh, su- I can't. And then you have a child with him and, yeah. and right. suffer through yeah. to make the relationship work. So what if there was, and I know you just said that you're not into having children, mm-hmm. what if there was a pregnancy with one of the partners in the polycule like, like isn't in... like jealousy must be oh it's huge yeah there's like there's whole books on it um because people are still people yeah. people are still yeah and and uh at the beginning of stacy and i's relationship uh jealousy was, was a huge factor when she was when when things started opening up and she started dating other people like i had to do a lot of growing and i had to a lot of do a lot do a lot of introspective work but is it, okay, I don't know how to say this. Is it that you should be doing that work or is there a part of you that's like, maybe this isn't for me? Of course, yeah, there, there's there's shades of gray. So there's the part of me that goes, I want this lifestyle, but there's a certain amount of emotional labor that I have to do that is my responsibility mm-hmm. if I want to make this lifestyle work for myself. Fair. Otherwise, otherwise, it's like, you know what? I don't like how jealousy feels. I'm going to stay monogamous forever. But if I stay monogamous forever, like, maybe I'll be miserable that I can't be non-monogamous. That's a good point. Yeah. So, shades of gray, right? Absolutely. So, for you, is the appeal that, is the appeal to be able to have sexual variety? Or is it... Would, yeah, yeah. It, it is, like, along those lines for sure. Okay. Yeah. So... It's, and, it's, and it's not like... I think there's a, a misconception where people think, oh, um, my, people think, oh, they're 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 not monogamous because they're sexually unhappy or something like that. Yeah, it's like absolutely. no, we have we or rather we had past tense now. We're like we had awesome sex, um, but like we we both we both wanted to do other experiences, both sure. both separately and together. So would you okay? So let's say that you and Stacy were together mm-hmm. and then you met somebody and you were like, I really like Tiffany. And then Stacy's like, I like Tiffany too. Oh, well, you, she, she is bi. So there's, there's that. So if you were like, was there ever the idea of like a thruple? Like, could that have been something that happened or is that? We never really talked about it, but. It's could good, that it's happen? Thru, thru, thruple, like, like obviously oh. like thruples are a thing. No, no, no. But I mean yeah. like for you, like could, is the. Like, ethical non-monogamy, is it, like, kind of a gateway into, like, other experiences like that, do you think? For sure, I think so, yeah. Like, of course, we all know thruples are a thing. Absolutely. Um, and But her and I never never really talked about it. Her and I never really had anybody like that on our radar where it's like, oh, I see. like, we both really like Lindsay. Right. Uh, we did We did have a friend named Lindsay, so, <laughs> some, someone who... <laughs> Some, so, so, someone who I've been like sexual with in the past, um, who I actually introduced her to just because Lindsay is one of the best people ever. You should get her on your show. Okay. She has, she has so much wisdom. We would love to have one. She has so much wisdom about like every kind of relationship. She's done the non-monogamy thing and she's decided that it's not for her. Okay. Um, yeah, bring her on. Yeah. She, she's, she's, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Lindsay, that I used your name, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 one of my favorite people and i hope you forgive me <laughs> hashtag oops oops yeah um so oh wait i had a really good question and now i lost it uh Lindsay, non-monogamy oh shit it's gone okay but okay i want to say you had brought up earlier about dating people and you being non-monogamous and dating someone who is monogamous. Oh, yeah, that was a good okay yeah, and yeah, i will good. say that from my perspective like, i briefly dated someone who was like 
in an open relationship or something. Who? Oh, it's a guy. Whoa! Whoa. Give me anything. Do <laughs> that, I know of them? That was like some. No. Vit- that was some vitriol no. uh, right there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and oh, what? And is it, it a gym person? No. Okay. Okay. Then. No. Um, and it just—it was someone I met through a friend. Anyways, and there were things about it that weirded me out. Like one time we were over I here, and he was going home, and he was like, "Hey, okay, is it cool if I have a shower before I go home?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." Then I'm like, "Oh, you're not allowed to go home smelling like me." And then I was like. Pfft. Oh. I, was, I was offended. Oh. Was he married? <laughs> no, they were. They had been together She's for years. Like, Let me smell your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I, I get, I get that it's reasonable that, that would be one of your boundaries. Like, you know, don't come home smelling like somebody else. Fine. Yeah. But for me, I'm like. People are people. That's and they kind have, of like, fuck you. They have like unique boundaries, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you I, don't know what's gonna. I thought. I thought it was and weird. I, I found through. I didn't like it. Repeat experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, things like you. You, it start like the the some of the pain that you feel like if you if you do feel any sort of jealousy and stuff like that, it does get easier. It does that like those feelings do start to subside when your brain stops perceiving them as like a threat. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of your personal insecurities you need to get over. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. This past year and a half, eighteen months was like a marathon in getting over insecurity. Yeah. But like, and I feel I, like I've come out so much better on the other side because of it, though. And like you say, the, the emotional labor you need to put in. Because thinky brain, like, you know, logical brain is like, yeah, this makes sense. But like lizard brain is like, ugh. No, like no, he's a threat. Yeah. I just feel like I would want to barf all the time. Like, I feel like I'd smile and be like, that's fine. Enjoy your date. Um, yeah, we need, actually, we're just coming up on an hour. So um, the app that we use doesn't record very great. So we're going to take a quick intermission and start a new recording, and then, um, yeah, we'll be back. We are back! Okay, so we're just jumping right back in. I'm not quite sure, like, what, where we left off exactly, but we are talking about ethical non-monogamy. Um, so something you had, or you had just mentioned, Ian, um, was talking to people on Bumble. Oh, and, and talking about, um, people who cheat using non-monogamy as their excuse. They're like, yeah. oh, I cheated because I'm non-monogamous, and it's like, it's like... Obviously, yeah. that's BS. It's, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're an asshole who cheated and you didn't communicate. I saw this, like, um, it was just this little video um, kind of explaining what ethical non-monogamy was. And one of the points that they made was ethically non-monogamous people tend to have higher trust with their partners than monogamous people. And maybe that's because you, you don't expect... Like, they're not cheating. They're less likely to cheat on you because they have like an outlet for that energy. Whereas if you're in a monogamous relationship and you're like, Oh, I really want to sleep with other people, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be okay. So I'm just going to do it secretly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's something to that? Like, have you found more trust? I I have also heard that. Like I've read, um, I haven't read the whole books, but there's the two kind of main, uh, books that people turn to on that are the book more than one and, um, the ethical slut. (laughs) I like that a lot. Ethical sluts <laughs> kind of like the older, more like OG one, and uh, more than two is kind of a more modern, more relevant one. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like that's 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 totally a, a point that's that's raised where there is like this this because it's just that it's so integral to a degree, not that like the trust and the communication are are so integral like they're they're in a situation like that especially the stakes are way too high to not yeah. communicate and i and imagine there's if, consequences if you're yeah entering into that kind of relationship 
like you're more used to having hard conversations. Yeah. In, right. In a monogamous relationship, like the understanding is we are going to be exclusively sexual with each other. It's a presumption. Yeah. Uh, and it's like in this other situation, it's like we're not going to be exclusively sexual with each other, but we're going to communicate about it. You know when like you have a friend and they start dating somebody new and then they kind of act like that person or yeah. like their personality changes in some they way. They just kind of chameleon a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're ever concerned about where it's like, oh, now Stacy's dating Kyle all the time and now she comes home talking about Kyle stuff and she always wants to talk about Kyle and like... Oh, totally. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, and that's a boundary I had to set where it's like when I'm, when I'm spending time with you, I, I want it to be about us. Um, but I should caveat that by saying... You know, I'll ask her how her date was. And oh, you will. Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, because I want to... That's a part of her life, too. And, and I want to know that she had a nice time. and, and, and I'll, Or if I want to know if she had a bad time, too. Like, I'm here for her. Right. Um, I can't. My brain But, can't. like, I'm interested in, the, like, the personality shift. Like, have you... Yeah, ever I was had, Yeah, where it's like, like, well, now you have new interests and you're, yeah. you're different. Yeah, totally. Um, so, with, with Kyle, um, she... He, he's, he was a former, uh, athlete, mm-hmm. like train, like training for the Olympics kind okay. of level. Uh-oh. So he's Mr. Discipline, um, really healthy, um, and like that kind of stuff. So one kind of funny thing that her and I actually both benefited, uh, was Kyle would, would do these like oatmeal bowls and like a, for you and, too no 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 not, <laughs> although i'm sure that happens in some situations but for for them when they, like when right. they had mornings together she'd be like oh he made this thing and it was really good i'm like oh yeah like what, what was in it because we were kind of bit like trying to make our diets a little bit better uh, around this time it's like oh yeah it was you know it was like oats and you know had some fruit and had some protein and some yogurt and some peanut butter and i guess kyle would like weigh it all out with a with a scale like the right. exact proportion because he's mister i'm gonna count every single yeah, nutrient yeah. I'm, I'm gonna count every single nutrient that i consume and once i hit that bar for the day then i'm done right um and so we started call, calling them kyle bowls and, <laughs> and, and we and we adopted them in our lives and i and i and, and I adopted them and, and kind of changed them and made, made them my own a little bit. They're Ian Bulls. Yeah, but they're Ian Bulls now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, well, okay, let's go back a little bit farther. Um, tr- trigger warning. Um, hom- homosexual slur trigger warning. Uh, whenever we would have just like a regular yogurt and grain bowl with like some nuts and stuff in it, mm-hmm. like a cold one with yogurt and oats and stuff, uh, we would, and fruit, we'd call them fag bowls. Why? Because that's just what we called them. But who did? You and Stacy? Stacy Stacy was the one that called them fag bowls. Oh my god. And that's a very Australian like it, it is though, right? Like they seem to because remember when I was dating. I, was like, I, I, I didn't really I didn't really object Australian. I didn't really object to it because she's bisexual. Yeah, you get to do that, like, right? Like she's part of the, she's 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 in the group. So yeah. like, it's like she, black people dropping in bombs. Like, like I guess, a, yeah. I can't say fag bowl though. Yeah. I can't I can't go to a girl's house and be like, hey baby, can I make you a fag bowl? Like <laughs> No, no, I was like kind of briefly dating. We've never talked about Taco Ben, which I won't get into like all Taco Ben stuff, but I was briefly dating this person named Taco Ben and um, he said awful stuff all the time, but I think it was just because he was Australian. Like, yeah, his, just, his nickname growing up was racist. It was extremely racist. Yeah. And you can't say it? No, I can't. Okay. It's too racist. All right, that's fair. It's yeah. the wrong climate. It okay, was, <laughs> that's fine. And he just said it like totally funny. He's like, oh yeah, my friends call me blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like it was, that's a slur. Anyway, he was the best. 
and he was like the least shitty. He was the least shitty, yeah. and he was funny. Yeah. yeah. The only okay, fuck it. We won't get into Jungle Ben right now. That's a whole nother thing. Um, I had one more question about ethical non-monogamy, and I wrote it down. And where did it go? Ah, oh, fuck. I think it was just about people's. So you and Stacy ended <laughs> things. Is Stacy still seeing Kyle? Hmm, uh, that's a good question. Oh, that okay. Yeah, let's get into that. Um, so it turned out that Kyle was the one who couldn't do non-monogamy. Oh. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Um, and Kyle was getting tired of having me in the picture because she had been seeing Kyle for about two months at this point. Okay. Um, Were you the and, primary? Yeah, going like obviously I w- I came first and then she started. But does that dating, make you dating, the primary? Uh, we were, I would say, up to at a certain point, Kyle and I were on very similar levels in terms, okay. of, in terms of priority with her. Okay. And it was so weird because the more casual it was with, if she went and slept with somebody else, that's when I felt the most jealousy. When it was with somebody like Kyle, who, for all intents and purposes, was a larger threat to my place in her life, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel very much jealousy. That's very I, interesting. Because it wasn't exciting and new. Well, yeah, yeah. there's a term for that. When a girl or a guy who's non-monogamous finds a new person, it's their new shiny. That's really funny. Um, but, <laughs> but no, because I saw, I saw Kyle as a means of her getting what she ultimately wants in life. Okay. And I want that for her. I am not that evolved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want Taco Ben to be happy now. But, but it, I, I also just, still want every man I've ever dated to pine for me for the rest of the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, want, I want her to pine for me, too. Um, you, you're, it's, I'm not an alien. It's okay. Um, I, I have all those, all the same feelings. Um, yeah. And so a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kyle kind of gave her an ultimatum. Shit. Um, because she was getting frustrated that Kyle seemed to be pulling away. And he said, well, here's why I was pulling away. And it was because of me. Like from the beginning, but I should, I should all preface this by saying from the get go that she started seeing Kyle and she let me know that he was kind of like a serious contender or whatever. I said, like, that's great. Um, If you want, I can step out of the picture for a bit if you want some space to pursue that with him. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. I want both of you. Um, And then... I can't get one boyfriend. She gets two. And she gets two. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I could, I'm sorry, that was great. Like, no, I was like half kidding, uh, but like not kidding. I'm only half. I'm like 80% kidding. <laughs> no, but it's a true thing. Like it's, everyone has their baggage. Yeah. And like if Kyle was not ethically non-monogamous, you would mm-hmm. think that would be a huge deterrent. But obviously. Yeah, it's not, it's not something that's been normalized in his life like it has in ours. Totally. Like, it's an alien concept for him. He's n- never been, he was in like an eight year relationship and he's wow. never been, uh, monogamous and and he was and like all the power to him like he was willing to give it a shot but after like much contemplation he came out and said listen i don't i don't think i can do this like it needs to be me or or we can't do this anymore right um and then so we had like the hard conversation where where she goes this this is what's happening and and i think we should break this off and i said that makes a lot of sense yep you're right we should um and then we had like awesome breakup sex, and then, <laughs> um, and then it's like this is it because we keep getting in the way of each other's dating lives. Um, we 
we were like essentially cock blocking each other basically because we take up too much of each other's time and we were getting very codependent. Like I was right. spending more than half the week at, at her place. Whoa. And of I course when I'm at her place, like she's not really going on. There was, there were actually a couple times where I was just hanging out at her place and she'd go out on like a Tinder date and come home after. And I was like, Hey, like have fun. How? It, you just, you just grow into it, I guess. It's not comfortable at first, but once you tell your stupid emotional cortex of your brain to calm down after you obviously it's not that simple but after like repeated exposure it's comfortable and it's fine and you know that you know she's gonna make safe choices and stuff like that but it's but it's so it, i think it's so dependent on so many things right yeah. like if you're with someone and they're going on dates and you know that they're going on dates just to find a temporary casual lover. That's different than if you're they're going. You know they're going on dates with the intent to hope maybe find yes a spouse. Totally no, right? you're you're hundred yeah. percent yeah yeah. So okay, the, the, and these weren't casual dates. Yeah. <laughs> these weren't just looking for hookup dates. Like this was like a, ser- a serious date with a serious suitor kind right. of kind of situation. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, like let me know how it goes. I'll see see you in a few hours. <laughs> like that that kind of deal. Wow. So did like hey was there ever. A time when you guys felt like you were just kind of friends with benefits? It... Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. At the beginning, it was that. It was absolutely that. Um, and But, you know, thanks to being locked up together. Because, right. you know, go, going into quarantine, neither, neither, she had kind of ended things with uh, a, a kind of more toxic partner that she had had before me. Um, and so neither of us really had each other. And I, I was the one pursuing her. Um and you know, I managed to like wear her down. Feelings developed and and we spent like a whole heck load of time together kind of a, around the, the first wave of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that kind of, that ended kind of last June um, when things started loosening up right. it, the, over the last summer. Um, and so we call that portion of it V1. And then we got back together in September of that year, mm-hmm. and then that was when V two started, <laughs> and then V two just ended. V two was As inversion. Yeah, okay. it was awesome, and we we were there was very much very much domestic bliss happening, um, and then you know with this conversation we just had where we we decided to s- stop for good, uh, we were like there there will be no V three. I feel like I could accept somebody having sex with somebody else for the purpose of having sex, but it's the emotional uh, connection that somebody else has with someone that would be yeah, jealous. That's why it was so wild to, I was surprised myself that's that, I, that I didn't, about. that I didn't yeah. feel jealous of Kyle. I was more jealous of the casual sex, which is so interesting. Yeah. So for you, that, but I think that makes more sense for women to feel like you and men to feel like you really. Yeah. Interesting. I think so. I, I think you're very much a moderator, aren't you? So yeah, but I think that makes like I've heard things before that like men uh, women would get more offended by an emotional affair and men would get more offended by like a, a physical thing. So yeah, maybe it's, so, maybe it's like a am I not enough for you? Yeah, kind of I, I think it, it plays to yeah. men and women's insecurities. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So kind of bringing this full circle and going back um, to your more religious background, I have a few questions. Um, first, would you ever tell your family about your lifestyle? Oh, great question. Um, I've, in very gentle terms, I've more or less told my mom. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. I word that. Yeah. She, well, first of all, she, she's a social worker. So 
just by trade, she's more open to kind of other ways of being, even though she's still, you know, both of my parents are still very much religious. Um, I was like, like, this is how, like, hi mom. Like, this is how me and Stacy's relationship is. Wow. We, I'm impressed. We do, we know that we're not forever. And so each of us is still kind of on the hunt for our forever person. Wow. Uh, and she goes, I, she's, and her response was, was really wholesome. She goes like, I, I have a really difficult time understanding that and accepting that just with the way that I've lived for my entire life. Uh, but, but like, that's fine. Kind of, kind of deal. Like it was very, it was very, very wholesome. Very, very typical of my mom. Very, very understanding and, and very loving. I love, I love you and I want to be happy. I want yeah. you to be happy. Yeah. And if this makes you happy, then. Oh, I got a, um, I got a Darwin fish tattooed on my arm. Um, a couple years ago on, on my birthday, it was very much an impulse tattoo. Did that go over well? Which, it's a Jesus fish with feet. Oh, th- yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a Jesus fish with feet. Evolution. Um, as Yeah, it's kind of a middle finger to my former beliefs. Um, and I did, I did kind of show it to my mom at one point, and she goes, oh, that makes me kind of sad, but, oh. you know, when you come back to the faith, we'll have the feet lasered off. Oh, <laughs> It was good. Oh, she was it, kidding. No, it was a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wasn't like genuinely okay. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, we'll get the last laugh. It's back to that. Yeah, I yeah. love that part the best. I wish you so, never changed from that. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure if my dad knows. It's more difficult to to speak to my dad about these kinds of things. He's he's a he's a little bit more entrenched. He's a little bit more on the conspiracy, like ev- evolution denial, climate denial, COVID denial kind sure. of kind of kind of train. So I just. I don't really go out of my way to have those kinds of conversations with him. Sure. But I want to be able to if the time comes, you know? It's tough with dads. In good faith, yeah. When you left the faith, like, was there any, like, obviously there was going to be fallout from that. Is is there any, like, long-standing effects from that? Yeah. With your family? Not really, no. Um, I'm really grateful that, you know, they they are the types of Christians where the cornerstone of, of what they believe in is unconditional love luckily for me so it doesn't didn't really matter what i believed in i'm still part of the family um and it was funny we were actually in family counseling recently Mm. and i kind of joked that i'm the black sheep of the of the black sheep of the family and my dad said no you're more like the gray sheep because i'm not like estranged from the family i'm just different you're the purple sheep yes oh my god full circle that's amazing well done well played well played um, okay, so and kind of building on the question that you had about long-standing effects, what about guilt and shame? Like, was there ever times when you were with Stacy when you were like, ah, oh, Jesus can see? Like, does that little part of your brain... That's, that's a really... That's a really interesting can of worms. Um, okay. the, that speaks to... Not, not with Stacy, because, you know, or just whoever. having sex with Stacy is is whatever you're not thinking about jesus i'm not not not, not. i haven't thought about i haven't thought about jesus after sex in a very long time oh um, so that used to be a thing well especially when i was practicing okay um yeah when you got that hummer from emma <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yes that hummer from emma <laughs> you're funny oh man did you have to say sorry to jesus after no 
Oh, well, okay. I mean, the, yeah, you, 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 like, as a Christian, it's an ongoing thing. That's what Christianity is all about, you know. We're not good enough, so, you know, we give it all up to Jesus. and Perpetual G- G- Jesus is our, is our salvation, that we, that we can't live up to these old laws and everything. Okay. Uh, but this is, I want to, I want to bring it back. It's my, t- my turn not to be distracted. Um, <laughs> the, the whole like deprogramming yeah. aspect. So that speaks to kind of all of the quote unquote emotional labor we've been talking about throughout this conversation is that I was brought up in one very different worldview ideology, um, and did a bit of a 180 and, and went into another one, um, but your your brain doesn't do a 180. Your right. your the core belief systems that are ingrained in your neurons don't do a 180. Um and even like yeah, like what do you, like not that specifically, but yeah, there's definitely things that need to be reprogrammed even to this day. I um, bet. Like the especially and and this obviously isn't just a Christian thing, but things like jealousy and and stuff like that. It's like here's the lifestyle I want to live. Here's how I'm going to have to change if I want to make it work. Right. And even then, like years and years ago, around the time when I, you know, I was first, you know, walking away from all of that um, and was exposed to like more alternative, alternative lifestyles. um, It took some time to be able to not feel feelings of animosity towards people that were different. Even something as as silly and simple as being gay. I was like, oh, there's still there's still a part of me that believes homosexuality is wrong even though I don't consciously believe that. It's just so ingrained. Yeah. You have to... Not to this day. Like, I've, like maybe a few maybe a few years ago, there was... I think that part of me is pretty much gone now. But it did linger for, for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, because those are your most formative years. And yeah. if that's what you hear over and over and over and over and over... Yeah, it's, it's kind of like when you realize... There's kind of the, the idea that, like, you... Like, uh, like, when you're racist, you don't realize you're racist. Even, even if it's just, you know, some, some people even go as far as to claim if you are white, especially like me, cisgendered white male, I am all the things, all the privilege all, at all times. Um, some, there are some that would argue and make, you know, compelling points that just by being who I am, I am racist. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm definitely willing to engage with that. Sure. But I see what you're saying. Like if you're like a little bit homophobic, maybe that's harder to recognize than like blatantly like Yeah. Is that kind of what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, it's yeah. Like you haven't heard a song in twenty years and you haven't thought of it in twenty years and it comes out and you know all the lyrics. Yeah. 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 And it comes that, out in like micro that, that stuff is all yeah. still there. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, slowly starting to chip away, but it's it stays for a while. Yeah. So, but I'm not saying sorry to Jesus after having sex. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we're still friends. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have one last question for you, and then I think Thank we're, God. we're just about no, I'm just time. Um, <laughs> Would you ever consider dating someone who was really religious? Ooh. Oh, um, that's a good question. I think so. Really? Well, depends on what you mean by religious. I mean, like, Bible, mm-hmm. camp, college. Or what, what, what religions other than Christianity? Like, someone who mm. was very Muslim or very Jewish or... I would date a Buddhist, 100%. I'd date a Buddhist tomorrow. That's I, like the happy one, though. Yeah, that, well, that's the one that, you know, falls in line, I think, with secular values. It's like about uh, kindness and... Yeah, and yeah, and like, there's very real and, and measurable uh, benefits to that lifestyle. And, you know, meditation, mindfulness, sure. all, of those, all of those things are put into practice in our mental health system in the West today. 
Um, what about a mega Christian? I don't know. Um, I was dating a Christian girl for a while, um, but just before Stacy, I was I was I was dating somebody who who was a Christian and a regular churchgoer. But you know, she was a bit of an anomaly because she she was also a drummer. So she was a Christian oh, cool. and a drummer, and she played drums at her church. Uh, but she was also, you know, very much involved in, like, we had sex and stuff and like, we, st- and we all like played music. We're all part of the same music scene. Like she's very, she's very alternative looking, like very recognizable piercings, tattoos, um, and just, and, and, and just like, you wouldn't think she was a Christian okay. off the start. Religion's kind of interesting because a lot of people kind of have an a la carte approach to it. It's like, yeah. well, this tenant and this tenant and this tenant I will believe, but these other ones I'm not going to follow. Yeah. Oh, those, those, are, those are misinterpretations. No. <laughs> uh, no, that's what, that's what they'll say. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, was, I was engaged with somebody like last night, in fact. Uh, we, were, we were talking about, you know, kind of a buffet Christianity where you, you know, you, t- you take what you take. And mm. people who... This in this this context, we were talking about homosexuality in the Bible, and and I'm and I'm kind of you know talking about yeah you know there's these passages that say this about homosexuality, um, and they were saying and I don't know if they're right or wrong they could very well be right and I could be wrong, um, they were saying that a lot of those verses are in the original language in which they were written are speaking about um, the kind of relationship between an older man and a young boy wow. that was that was prevalent in those times in like ancient greece and stuff mm-hmm. we talked a, yeah, a little, little bit, bit about that on the phone i was like oh that's kind of funny and really like that that does actually make sense so i might have to change my mind um it's like oh yeah uh, they they misinterpret you know a man lying with a man or a man lying with like a soft man or an innocent man or something like that like that could very well be you know talking about an adolescent so you can only it's lie, like, lie with a man it's, if he's rock hard it's kind of pedophilia or whatever yeah <laughs> I don't know. So whoever they were kind of making the claim that that whoever wrote that saw the homosexuality as what was wrong with it rather than the pedophilia. Yeah. Well, then the like the whole Bible in general is so interesting that people take it so literally because yeah, it's been translated in multiple languages and yeah, like it's was ri- it written by tons of different people, people and like yeah. hundreds of years actually after the events were supposed to have happened, right? So. Es- especially with with things like the Gospels and stuff. Like, there's a lot of parts in the Gospel where the the authorship is very very hazy. There's, there's some where no no experts can actually agree on who the author was for some of the Gospels. Uh, I thought Jesus wrote it all. No, Jesus didn't. Write, <laughs> Jesus didn't write any of it. Wow. Jesus type right <laughs> here. <laughs> little bifocals. The, no, he did it with a feather pen quill. <laughs> the, the, the Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're mm-hmm. like the first four books of the New Testament. Um, and I can't remember uh, which one has like really fishy authorship, but, you know, p- people who are, are like language experts go in and analyze these things and go, oh, you know, this paragraph is not consistent in writing with the, with this right. with this other part of the text. When it's no punctuation. Um, and a lot of, yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot all of emojis. Like, oh, yeah. So these were all supposedly written by followers of Jesus, but were also written decades after the fact. So they're all... Right. They're all secondhand accounts of kind of more or less the same story. Giant game of telephone. Kind of, yeah. That's so interesting. Um, okay, well, I think we're just about in an hour and a half. Um, so that's a pretty good episode for us. But um, thank you so much for coming on to our it's little been show. very interesting. Yeah, it has been thank so you. Honestly, I was feeling like complete garbage this morning, and this has kind of picked me up. It was, it it was, a, lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, we would love to have you back. 
whenever you want to come back. I would love to. That'd be awesome. Um, please go out into the world and collect stories for us and then <laughs> keep notes of them. Have some horrible experiences just for us. Okay. Well, interesting. They don't always have to be horrible. We have enough horrible ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah we can spice us in. Um, and then for us, I guess we don't, we're not really active on our Tinder account anymore. Does it even exist anymore? I tried to log into it, but I was oh, having some problems. Oh, you, you, you were going to try to find our conversation? Yeah. yeah. See, see when we Good matched. luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you could trace it back to like the first time we exchanged Instagram messages, maybe. Yeah, which is like over a year ago. Mm. I think it was March of 2020. Yeah, so I mean, during the pandemic, it wasn't really appropriate. Um, but that being said, you can find us on Instagram. And if you send us a DM, we would love to talk to you that way. Um, we would love to have some women on the podcast. We kind of were maybe going to do it with one of our friends, but she never ended up. Oh, you know what? To. We can get in contact with her again. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, and you had mentioned your friend, Lindsay. I'm super keen on that. I'm going to follow up with that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds really I, I, have, I have more details for you when we stop recording. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay. And um, just a fun, happy reminder. Our theme song is done by Ilvis Freshly, a local band that is now performing again post-pandemic i've seen some of the stuff that they've posted and our theme song is called bombshells do you have anything else to add denise i do not <laughs> okay well um we need a good outro now that we can't say well no we really didn't say stay safe anyway did we whatever we're just saying bye kids bye kids all right bye kids bye make safe choices bye